0: That actually brings up a point, though. Oh, we're back to here, aren't we? (laughs) We always
1: come back to here somehow. This show goes to weird places after a while, especially when I'm controlling it here. It's Wednesday, and you're listening to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM, and you're here with Brock, Byron and Alex.
0: So what have you been doing today? hello, hello. Welcome to Hump Day Vibes, Radio Free Manual 107.9 FM with Brock, Byron, and Alex. We're back. We're finally live again. We're just going to go into our normal show, really. Like, we're no longer recording our shows. We're doing it live. We're in the studio. It's all three of us. Alex is here. Byron's here. I'm here, of course. Very excited times. Things are almost back to normal. But let's just kick it off with our first song. Uh, This one is called Oxytoxic by Racket. And once again, you're listening to Hump Day Vibes, and welcome back to Hump Day Vibes Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM with Brock, Byron, and Alex for
1: Hump Day Vibes. We're back. We're back. Hello, guys. Hello. It's it's so beautiful being in the studios again. It's been so long. It's good to be back with you, Alex and Aww. Forrest Gumpia. Oh. Yeah, Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah, just listeners, you have to realise our presenter, Brock, he does look like Forrest Gump because he hasn't shaved at all since the isolation kicked in. And he's got the cap on and the very long beard and the long hair. It's just perfect, you
0: know. Run, Brock, run. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> it feels so good to be back, though. I, I almost forgot what it's like to be behind a microphone, be behind a radio desk. Like, These guys the same?
1: Like to be honest, I was surprised that you did like decent like quite decently there with the introduction because I probably would have frozen because I haven't done it in so long. It's like, "Oh, I'm talking on the radio again. What?" Yeah. But, uh, I've almost lost that
0: ability to ad-lib in a way.
1: Mm. I feel like I'm reading
0: a script, but I'm
1: not. But so. it'll, be, it'll be nice. It'll be nice to sort of uh, get back into that routine of doing the weekly show.
0: Exactly. But um
1: pr- like to be honest, I think pre-records are kind of boring.
2: Especially when you go, "Oh, I don't want to do it.
1: Oh, why can't you do it this week?" I don't want to use my phone. Well, yeah, no one wants to use their phone on, you know, a pre-recorded show. You want to get a quality microphone. Our phones are expensive now. They're great microphones. There is no problem there at all. No, I don't trust them. (laughs) Call me superstitious, but I prefer to having a nice big old microphone.
0: Fair enough. But let's get into our Reddit question, because that's what we do here on Hump Day Vibes. We have Reddit questions. We have nerd talks. We have game sessions and a lot more. So let's just jump straight into that. Read it. This is the most addictive website known to man. It will tear your life apart. And that's how we found this question. And on this edition of the Reddit question, what movie gave you nightmares when you were growing up? This is an interesting one because I think mm. we're all going to have three different answers to this one. And, yeah. I know we've talked about fear in the past though, Alex, and you're a sort of psychological sort of horror fan. So uh, I want to know i want to know if your tastes as a child were kind of similar to what they were now or if you were scared from anything.
1: Well, there are two things that genuinely gave me nightmares as a kid. One was from a TV show and one was from a movie. It's normally like one scary image that would just like stay in your head for a very long time. And it still sort of does. And you just like think about it when you're trying to go to sleep. Uh, in regards to TV shows, it was from the uh, return season of Doctor Who with Christopher Eccleston, The Empty Child. You know, the gas the gas mask zombie kid? Oh, that haunted me for a very, very long time. It's like, are you my mommy? But just the look of the gas mask with nothing inside it, that scared me for a very long time. And then another one was from a zombie movie, which is quite surprising, because zombie movies ne- never really scared me that much. But there was one called... Um, that released in the UK I think in 2006 called Dead Set. It was the one where all the survivors are from like the Big Brother house. It was back when Big Brother was at like, the height of its popularity. But anyway, there was this one scene where, okay, all the survivors, they die in the end. They all get eaten. And Spoilers. It's a zombie movie. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone dies eventually. But um, at the very end you see one of the main characters and she starts walking up to one of the security cameras. And then it sort of zooms in close in her face and it's her as a zombie. Just that image of her as a zombie, just it was really, really well done and it freaked me out for a very long time. But I, I would say definitely those two, because otherwise movies haven't really scared me that much. Certainly maybe uneasy in certain scenes, but nah.
2: I have two that stick right in my mind. So firstly, jumping to the serious thing, because you just brought that up as well. We're just going to go movies, but we'll go a bit broader there. Werewolf of Fever Swamp.
1: Remember Goosebumps? i yes. do it was a bit too old for me it was certainly your generation
2: yeah so there was a book about it firstly and then the movies came out after that as well but there's again the movie itself that scared the living bejeebus out of me And i remember watching the episode and being absolutely petrified well my little cousin who was like two or something <laughs> one or two anyways so the point is though that she was like it's a monkey you know being all excited i'm there petrified and just, yeah, just absolutely stuck with me. And, like, you'd hear a rustle in the upper parts of some tree and just think it's a werewolf for some reason.
1: Mm.
2: And another one that has stuck with me, and this is from 2002, is the first Resident Evil movie. And it's not the zombies in it. It's long corridors because there was a long corridor with laser beams in it that cut people up. Ah, uh, And so every single long corridor would give me... Oh, sorry, sorry. There's got to be a reflection, I'd like to clarify, on each side. But mm. If there's a reflection on each side, I freak out. I, i'm just like not not happening and don't get me wrong it's usually fine but <laughs> it's still there it still
1: sits in the back of my mind to this day like if you were talking about resident evil and if it wasn't a zombie i would imagine it'd be something like do you remember the creature called the liquor that dog thing that would be like crawling on the ceiling like yeah. a xenomorph yeah i thought yeah, it maybe yeah. be that no see i was fine with all that stuff like don't get me wrong still stuck
2: in my back of my mind a little bit mm. that stuff was like a little bit nightmarish but long term the whole
1: way with the laser beams normally it's, just, it's like violence never really phased me as a kid when i was watching it like i remember when i was six or seven i watched 300 and i loved it <laughs> but, i think we um, all like that movie it's all like it's just just one creepy image that's just done really well that will just stick with you but what was it for you brock all
0: right first thing uh i haven't seen 300 to the surprise of nobody oh uh, yeah we
1: forgot that you're an uncultured swine
0: exactly but
1: <laughs> unfortunately
0: for me actually no maybe fortunately for me I didn't become uncultured until I got older. Mm. So I actually watched movies when I was growing up as a child, and two movies in particular come in mind, which scared the bejesus out of me. And basically, number one was uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Really, so the heart ripping out. Yes.
1: Kalimajakdile. Yes. When okay. they started ripping out the uh, That's heart. Fair enough, though. I understand. Like some people were kind of scared about that. I even have like a distinct memory
0: of where I was the first time I ever saw that mm. and I was uh so my um grandparents they had both my sister and I uh they were looking after us that, that night and they took us to like some movie thing like where they met up with some friends stuff like that I want maybe like sort of like a rotary style maybe like community meetup something along those lines and uh yeah the movie they decided to watch that night was Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom
1: mm.
0: I thought the movie was awesome up until uh, the heart ripping out scenes, and that just scared yeah, me, the, like, the mad. Temple of, the
1: Temple of Kali, yeah. It's certainly an unforgettable film, The Temple of Doom, I think more than any other Indiana Jones. You just, you'll just you have so many scenes just stuck in your head for a very long time. Well, and the thing is, though, you'd think things such as, like, the voodoo doll and stuff like that would be
0: just as scary, but nah. no, that had no effect on me, but just someone's being, well, heart being ripped out, that just... And being dunked
1: into the lava down below. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And
0: and then um, the second movie, though, was... Uh, so,
1: War of the Worlds. So, uh, we were with The Tom Cruise one? With Tom uh, Cruise. Because uh, that would have been our generation as yeah, kids.
0: Yeah, I'd say, look, maybe around 2006-ish when yeah. it was released. I'm yeah, so the Tom Cruise yeah, one. Tom Cruise. Yeah, and so, basically... Um, I'm really surprised you've watched that still. Like, I'm fully surprised you've watched that. Why? <laughs> Just...
1: Don't think it's a movie you'd watch. That's just... Like, I think it's an underappreciated film. I do enjoy it. Like, there are some scenes that are kind of boring, but the scenes that they do get right, they really do get right. I mean, if we look at it in the
2: big perspective, it's just like Indiana Jones and the Lost Aliens. Ark.
1: Raiders of the Lost Result- Ark.
2: Where, essentially, the hero is pointless. Mm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but sometimes the hero is. anyway, sorry. Is. Sorry, off topic. Go.
0: Well, I'll, I'll bring up Raiders of the Lost Ark in a second, but... Um... Yeah, just, I don't understand what it was that just freaked me out about it. But even just, like, the start of the movie where, like, obviously the lightning is, comes down in the one spot and then uh, sort of it all just goes, like, oh. The horn ho- sound? Yeah, kind of. And then, like, people start getting, like, vaporised and yeah. just suffer like that. Like, that, I don't know why, but that was scary as it shows Tom Cruise, like, running away and then, yeah. But now that uh, we're on the topic of Raiders of the Last Ark. Though, the fierce melting scene?
1: Yes, I'm surprised that didn't scare me. Yeah, like, violence never really fazed me that much. I guess it's just because, uh... It's violent video games, that's what it is. It makes us into violent people.
0: No, I guess it's just because it becomes a sort of, like, supernaturally-esque sort of
1: Mm. thing, where, like, you're expecting something weird and crazy to happen, so it's not scary. And also when it happens to, like, the antagonist of the story, you're not really faced by it. If something horrible happens to them, or even if it's a normal person, but if anything happens to a dog in a film, oh, no, I couldn't.
0: Oh, yeah, it's like I Am Legend when the dog dies. Oh, that is the God. saddest scene in the uh, whole movie.
1: That's why I can't watch that film again.
0: Even then, I'm surprised I didn't find I Am Legend another scary one. Well, I don't know, maybe you're a little older then. When did that come out? 2006, I think. Uh, yes, honestly, I think, I'd think i say it's around that point. All the sort of movies from 2006 mm. to 2008 are sort of... Uh, probably prime material for Alex and I to find sort of scary whereas we'd it's probably what like maybe 2000 to 1998 or so would you say or no no 6
2: to yeah 2000 yeah 2005 maybe mm. when
1: brock and I were just little babbies.
0: yeah but even then there's really not that much age difference between us all mm. like obviously you're a bit older than us but you're you're only like 5 to 6 years older no he's yeah, walking
1: so. in here with a can <laughs>
2: <laughs> you <we> keep... <laughs> you, you
0: old chaps in here. <laughs> He's going to hit us with the cane if we're not careful. But
1: <laughs> uh, No comment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alrighty, let's go to our uh, next um, song. And that's me banging on the desk before you, uh, you're asking. Alex, we're rusty, so I'm forgetting about all these things. It's a very sensitive desk. You do uh, need the can. I do. And uh, the next song coming up is called Nicotine. It's by Psycho. And once again, you're listening to Hump Day Vibes, Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM with Brock, Byron, and Alex. And welcome back to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM with Brock, Byron, and Alex. That song that you just listened to was Cheryl by Gaspar Sands, and the one before that was Green by Maya. If you enjoyed those songs, something else you might enjoy is Raid Shadow Legends*. No, <laughs> no. <Byron. laughs> which is not,
2: which is not a sponsor from Day Vibes. I just couldn't help but it. it. You used to be get... annoying. Just, you just be an annoying YouTuber.
1: Byron. That's all you're yeah. being right now. Byron, get off your phone. No, I'm going to take a selfie. <laughs> And he's calling, and he's saying that we're young. You know, look at him. Exactly.
0: Yes. With his mobile phones and his selfie sticks. And, and his... I look
1: younger than both of you still. Oh, uh, nah, come on. Nah.
0: I'm still looking younger with this beard and everything going on. I look the youngest. <laughs> you know, you are right. You do look the youngest. You <laughs> no, do. I
1: look like a wee baby, Especially
0: with that little, like, awesome haircut you got as well. It's actually looking yeah. very nice. It is Byron, isn't it? He does look very good. Yes. He looks like he's going to go on a date tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well well, that's, that's true you dressed up so nicely and then for what like just the comeback to hump day vibes
1: i know i just like getting into the habit of dressing nicely you know i don't like to dress too casually all the time like i haven't worn like jeans and a hoodie you know
0: since in a very <laughs> like since eons like what like <laughs> what literally describing me right what, now why are, you,
1: why are you throwing shade at byron and i <laughs> well yeah just uh go on you gotta dress up for the occasion because this is an important occasion being back here anyway though what is the uh topic yeah so what we're going to be doing is we're going to be (laughs) we're going to be jumping
0: into something which we like to call
1: we are
2: talking pokemon
0: game of thrones (laughs) we could talk about that these guys remember gangnam style right i loved gangnam style you're listening to nerd talk that's right we are talking nerd talk it is the lovely lovely segment which we have clearly never done frequently but it's back,
1: and has never, ever, ever been derailed when we talk about a topic. No, exactly.
0: Never at all. Yeah, uh, we should probably rename this to be off-topic talk because that's where we go. Mm. But uh, we've just done it again. Just accept it. Exactly. And so, what we're going to be talking about this time is uh, what movie are you looking forward to, and why? Now, this can also be a TV show as well. If you're like me, who doesn't really watch movies or look at upcoming movies and blah blah blah. blah. So. Let's start with you, Alex, because I know that there's some Warhammer 40k thing which is bound to be
1: coming out. Well, I'm glad that you asked me that. No, what I'm looking forward to is, yet yeah, Warhammer 40k. It is the TV adaptation of the Eisenhorn trilogy by Dan Abnett, one of the best authors within the Black Library Company. And um, this will be adapted by a fellow called uh, Frank Spotsnitz, who was the showrunner for The X-Files and uh, The Man in the High Castle. And I think the show is then... In quite good hands, I would say, because um, if you're able to adapt *The Man in the High Castle* quite well, you can certainly portray the Imperium of Man quite well. So I'm very, very, very much looking forward to it, and I'm relieved that they're not trying to go for a movie with 40k. I think a TV show is far superior, especially these days. With the budget that they have, I was thinking more character development. Yeah, exactly. And when you're covering a massive book with like a um, thousand pages, you're you're gonna need a TV show. A book's not gonna, no, a movie's not gonna cover all of it. Yeah, you can't
2: get enough out in that, what, hour and a half, two hours. Or mm. well, if we speak of bigger
0: movies, three hours. If you're
2: really going to, you know, be like a billion-dollar movie, we know what movies we're talking about, right? Well, have you seen that movie yet? I
0: it- have not seen any of the Avengers uh, okay. series. <laughs> but yes, but uh, I knew exactly
1: what you were talking about oh, because oh, you good.
0: said, like, three-hour movie. And I was like, oh, yep, I'm just going to lose my interest right here.
1: But also, I'm very interested to see how... Um live-action, well, how they try to portray the politics of the Imperium of Man, because uh, they haven't really covered a sci-fi universe quite like it before, because it's just, it's very dark and very depressing, and it's quite dystopian. But I would say people do, especially today, have a knack for watching dystopian sci-fi, and so I hope it clicks well with the normies, I would say. I was
0: thinking you were
2: talking about uh, Star Trek for a
0: second there.
1: Well, Star Trek is utopian, (laughs) it's not dystopian.
0: Uh, Alex, do you know what uh, does actually um, vibe with the normies, though? Why? And it's this thing called Skillshare, which is...
1: you are going to get us in trouble, stop. <laughs>
0: it's, again, not another sponsor, another meme. But uh, <sighs> Byron, what's your uh, movie or TV show you're looking forward to? Okay, so I'm a big Rotten Realms fan, and he had a movie coming out called
2: Free Guy. And I was completely pumped for this movie, and... I think I had an early access for it as well, but that got canceled because as all did, you know, all was closed down. We couldn't go see them. And I was really, really, really hoping this would get released, say on, you know, Netflix or something like that instead, but it didn't. And it kind of, it's like the, I like the idea of this because this is about a character that, firstly, he's in a video game world and he gets, it's a, you know, online massive multiplayer game and he's just an npc that goes through the same process over and over again each day and i think it's a really cool essentially a cool look at the a world from an npc's perspective and you get to see this whole other perspective from this character and then you know of course his whole perspective evolves but that's a whole another ballgame. game but yeah so i was really excited for that trailer looked great then again most of his trailers do look great so who knows but yeah i was looking forward to that and really kind of sad it's not out yet but but Fingers crossed, fingers crossed, because they do have an actual release date here in Australia for June 2nd? Yeah, July 2nd, sorry. I was so- going to say, if it was June the 2nd, <laughs> that was a week ago. Yes, I know. Uh, but yeah, uh, so I'm kind of keen for that. I'd
1: be really keen if that comes out soon. So what on earth would you be interested in, Brock?
0: Uh, so there's two for me. So the first one doesn't actually exist, but I'm hoping that it exists. But thanks to... uh, Imagination. Imagination. But um,
1: You can't see us doing the rainbow gestures.
0: Probably one of my favourite Spongebob episodes. But (laughs) uh, essentially what this one is about is because there was a uh, subscription streaming service which recently picked up the show Community, uh, one of the long-running gags slash things in Community is this thing called Six Seasons and a Movie. So six seasons of Community were done... Now I'm hoping that the movie is going to be a thing. And why I'm hoping that this movie could be a thing is because Alison Brie, Joel McHale, uh, Donald Glover, um, Yvette Nicole Brown, all of them have done stuff with Netflix in the past. Yeah. So Netflix now has the streaming rights for Community. Why not go that next step and continue the prophecy and give us the Community movie? And I mean, Rick and Morty is already on Netflix as well. And Community is a Dan Harmon show. And so is Rick and Morty. So it makes hundred percent perfect sense for a community movie to be a thing. So that's what I'm looking forward to, if it ever happens. I but
1: hope when they do a second season of The Witcher, they improve upon a lot of the problems.
0: Wait, wait, go back, going back. <laughs> you, you can't, you, to you,
2: no, you've gone way <laughs> yeah, up topic. The,
0: the Witcher. What? Well, <laughs> well, go away.
1: Witcher. Show.
2: <laughs> Isn't um Netflix on Adult Swim though? Sorry, I'm not Netflix. Um. um Rick and Morty on Adult Swim. It's on Adult it Swim, but it's also on Netflix. Okay, because so I, confu- I watch
0: I watch it on Netflix. So. Yeah, yeah, I got very confused there for a second. But the main point I was making is that Netflix now, has lots of questions. Dan Harmon
2: shows so and is Community six, the season six, does that have
0: paintball in it? Uh, I think it did, but did that it have was, the paintball episode? You know, I believe it did, but it's kind of hard when Community had like four different other paintball episodes. No, but
2: no, every season I thought it had one.
0: Uh no, it didn't. So uh, season one, season two, and season six had paintball episodes.
2: Oh, now I'm confused. Ah, oh, what have you done to me? But okay. yeah, yes, and, no, I only, It would be
0: super cool if they did
2: that because it would be like an in-joke of the in-jokes.
0: Yeah, exactly. But And the other one is uh, the live adaptation, which is rumoured to be coming to Netflix, uh, which has been confirmed as being 100% made, but it's a live-action sort of online TV series, which is actually being faithful to the original works.
2: Okay, I'd be really interested in that if it's English.
0: No, it is. 100%? Yeah, it it is and it's uh like it's by an American production company and stuff like that. Ah, but, you you've got my my interest right yeah, here. Yeah, and do you know what makes it even better? It's a non-whitewashed version. What does that mean? So, essentially it's whitewashing is essentially where you
1: most of the cast is like predominantly caucasian. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: You replace people of colour, like people of different ethnicities, races, blah, 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 everything like that, with people who are white.
1: Especially when it doesn't really make sense in the world that they're building.
0: Yeah, exactly. So an example of whitewashing would be saying having a main character who lives in Tokyo, so obviously they're Japanese and... A yeah,
1: European yeah, Western actor. And
0: then, yeah, replacing them with a white guy who lives in Chicago or something like that, you I know? I think there's
1: some actors that you could sort of pull it off, like Keanu Reeves. Are you
0: sure they won't not Westernised a lot of it? No, so it's Westernised in the sense of... Uh,
1: the cast, really. Like,
0: no, not the cast, but, like, in... So it's obviously being, like, translated, say, from Japanese to English in that sense, and, like, a couple of things being changed, so it actually makes sense, but... Casting and stuff like that is going to remain correct. So, obviously, like, if it's going to be, say, uh, Japanese actors who live in Tokyo or if someone lives in the US, you know, from their example. So, like, they're going to follow explicitly what the cast actually are, mm. but it's going to be in English.
2: I'll believe it when I see it.
0: Yeah. So, I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of hesitant, but at the same time, I'm excited. And, and then
2: how many seasons are you going to take to get to the upper spire?
0: I have no idea, but it's... It's gonna. I like. I. I don't know anything about like the things. So I'm just excited for it to eventually come out because I think it could be a decent adaptation because I have faith in it.
1: All I'm gonna say is that Warhammer TV shows are just gonna trump everything, every single. Thing, everything. Everything.
2: All of it.
0: My bet is the first
2: one bomb. Then they won't do any more.
1: Nah. I'll is- no. I'll single handedly fund it if I could. But anyway. Shall we play our next song?
0: We should. And uh, what we're going to do is. Uh, Announce it. I don't know. I'm, 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 I don't know what I was trying to say there. You had one job. It's, yeah, it's 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 We're very all rusty. it's very hard being rusty from radio. But uh, this one is called Running. It's by Tobias, and you're listening to Hump Day Verbs on Radio Fremantle, one hundred and seven point nine FM.
2: And that was Hattie Oates. Hi, and before that was Ramstein Ausland.
1: No, the song was called Auslander by Ramstein. Auslander. Yeah. Uh, yes. Well, anyways, I don't like it. That's just me, though. I like it, so I hate you
2: me too Aww.
1: Aww. <laughs> just get into it yeah choose your character choose your weapon round one fight this is gamesish
0: what brock well uh because we're on the topic of games real quick i just want to say when you're playing games and you're doing things online you need protection and that is why stop. I, I recommend a dash lane. No. No, 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 no.
1: Stop it, we're going to get in trouble.
0: <laughs> Not sponsored, by the way. Again, memeing. Okay, so... <laughs> we will kill you. <laughs> Anyways, our topic today
2: for Game Sesh is what is a game that you've invested a lot of time in that, you know, you've given it a go, you've given that fair hot crack, you've enjoyed the first hour, so you've given it a good go, that you've just lost interest with over the next few hours?
1: Hmm... I think I know what it is for me. The uh, Star Wars Battlefront, the first one from the you know the latest releases. Because uh, I just playing a giant online shooter with Star Wars themes. Yeah, you're definitely going to enjoy it for the few hours. But then again, it's just the same content over and over and over again. So then, I think after ten hours, I stopped playing. Because I thought just, it,
2: would get away with not having Star Wars in the show today. But, but then again, though, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a valid, so
1: it's a valid um, topic there. So um, I, no, I would definitely agree that. The Battlefront games are a good example of that. Because they're shallow experiences. They're fun for the first few hours. And then, yeah.
2: Yeah, okay. Well, look, fair enough. There's a fair
0: argument there. Um. What about you, Brock? All right, so in a way, and it's going to sound really weird, but it's like games in general, and I'm not really meant to say this, but I'm about to cough, so can you turn off my microphone or something and you
1: guys talk to yourselves? Do an exaggerated cough. <laughs> I dying. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so
2: my one is I recently picked up The Walking Dead, the Telltale series. Oh, that's
1: good. And he's still dying. He's dying. Um, Shall we play some sad violin?
0: <laughs>
1: no, 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 like in Titanic. <laughs> you fine? You no longer dying? Yes, okay, so well, um,
0: I'm here. Uh, we may as well stand The Telltale Walking Dead while yes, you're here so and I'll get back to mine. I decided to give that a go
2: because, well, It's been sitting on my list for a while of games and I've actually invested this five episodes to it. And then a 400 days later, which didn't really actually happen, but, and that's because the company's kind of vanished. (laughs) But the point is though that I've gone four
1: episodes in and just kind of lost it being there. Just. I'm bored. I feel like with the Telltale games, it gives you that impression that there are like many, many branches in the story, but there aren't. It just gives you the illusion that there is. Yes. It's like tiny, tiny differences, but it's still the same plot.
2: Yeah, and that's the problem with well, my problem with this game. There's not enough uh, consequences or variations in the yeah, plot. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And that's the problem because it's such a linear game, and, and then, I should have those choices there. And then when you realize it, you've realized that uh, your consequences, well, your your actions have no weight whatsoever to the story. And except for a screen at the end, or some dialogue saying this and yeah, yeah, it's absolutely pointless. It's like someone liked what you said, or someone will remember that.
0: And it just feels pointless to me. Mm. A um, better example of doing those sort of games with games which have actual consequences,
1: consequences is
0: um that's what I said. Consequences, consequences. You
1: said consequences.
0: Oh, did I? (laughs) Uh, Well, consequences. can farm boy there. Uh, Trashing some corn. (laughs) Uh, Yeah.
1: And I've already forgot the name
0: now because you've really uh. But it's something about the storm. Uh not before the heavy storm. Heavy rain? No, not heavy rain. Uh <laughs> it's the one about um the girl who takes photographs and she can go back in time with uh Oh cinematic game. Um
2: Is it a PlayStation? Is it a David Cage? No, no, game? it's on
0: PC, it's on PlayStation. Um is it Quantum Break? It's about a girl called Max. That probably doesn't mean anything, <laughs> but um, um un- not until dawn. Um, I'm going to look me. it up right yeah, now. Look it up, and, and we'll back to you. but I'll talk about my game while I'm looking it up, though. Mm. Uh, essentially, so I was going to say kind of games in general. So I still play games every now and again, but what I kind of have found is that uh, I've kind of reached a point where I'm trying to find an experience in a game which I had back when I was kind of 16 playing Call of Duty with my friends. I want
2: a short Call of Duty Modern Warfare. No, 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 no. I
0: I want a kind of experience like that where I can turn on the game maybe every day with my friends. Who knows what happens in the game, but we just talk and stuff like that. And then we have fun doing it. And I feel like that's kind of a lost art nowadays because you still will play games with friends and stuff like that. But it's like it was so much more- because it was also back
1: Innocent, in the day... Innocent, if that it was, makes any sense. Because it was also back in the day where you had to ask your parents to buy you the game. So when, when, you, when your parents bought you the game, you would play that game to absolute death because it was the only thing that you had.
0: Life is Strange. That's the game I'm thinking uh, of. Oh. Yes. yes. So that is a great example of a game where you genuinely do have... Um, consequences. E- g- consequences for actions. So, f- for example, without spoiling anything, so... um And it's kind of spoiling it, but it's not. So the the ever-arching plot is basically there's this massive storm which is going to come into this town, which will destroy it, and you want to try and not make it happen. And essentially there's this one character which you interact with throughout the entire series where, just on coincidence, like random bits of things happen where that this character might get hurt or something like that. But because you have the power to go back in time, you can go back in time and warn them before it happens. And towards the end of the game, you get to this point where uh, you talk to this character and tell them, hey, don't do this because this is going to happen. But then if you save her enough times throughout the game, she'll she'll be like, hey, you keep telling me these things and these things keep happening to me. Stay away from me. And eventually, you trying to save her is what causes like, a death, essentially. If that makes any sense. Yes, so like, nice. save someone too many times, and they eventually get sick of you. Whereas if you just let them get hurt throughout the story, they might be more inclined to believe you that something's going to happen, and then they'll come with you,
1: and they don't end up dying or something like that. In my personal preferences when it comes to video games, when it comes to choices in your actions, the ones that I prefer the most are what sort of gun do you use when shooting this demon? You know, that's the ones that sort of keep me up at night when I'm playing Doom. <laughs> I was about to say, you're playing Doom, right? Yeah, thought, yeah obviously. Yeah. No, I was playing cooking, no, Mama. I'm
0: definitely playing Doom there, and we know you're playing Doom. Yeah, exactly. I thought there'd be a massive story about that, but it was just about guns and Doom. Yeah, no,
1: no. I like the simple choices. But then again, no, I think when it comes to multiple choices, it works best when it's something like a grand strategy game.
2: Well, here's a 50-50 choice for both of you. Ooh. Would you rather a full-release game... And it's just, you know, it's full, it's complete, it's the complete story, and that's it. There's not going to be any updates, but you know it is quality. Or you have a game that is not complete, so to speak. It's buggy, but it's been released, and it's going to have frequent updates over the next two years, which will also flesh out the content of the game.
1: I think I'll go with the first option. I'm tired of feeling like a sort of beta tester for, like, um, in development games, or, like, early access games. I'm sort of tired of them. I'd rather... Sort of complete, like have, play a game that's the finished package and it was the developer's vision. You know, that's what I would prefer. Depends,
0: and you normally see that
1: in single player games anyway.
0: It depends on the game. So if the game is a single player experience, give me the fully completed game because then I know that I'm getting. That'd be a bit of an thing. early access single player game. Exactly. But if it's like, say, a multiplayer <laughs> game or like I'm going to use GTA like 5 as an example, that has. That released in, like, 2013, and it still gets online releases, like, with content coming. The single-player may be done, but that gets free updates to it constantly for free from the get-go, you know what I mean? And it doesn't look like that's going to be stopping anytime soon. And so
1: that is something where you're getting your money's worth, you know? I also feel like I prefer games where, if it's a single-player game focused on the story, when you complete it, that's it, you're done yet, and you have this nice sense of closure to it. Because I feel like when you're playing primarily multiplayer games, you'll just keep playing, and then you'll just gradually lose interest, and then you stop, you know?
2: Yeah, 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 I do know. And it's kind of, I feel like there's a double-edged sword here, though, but you think about this perspective. Minecraft came out as a single-player-only experience, and then eventually progressed into a multiplayer experience, and it kept releasing content constantly. And yeah, we paid, I think I paid
0: $2.50 for the start fee for it. So really, kind of,
1: my mum paid for it, so I don't
0: know.
2: Mummy paid for it. I was going to say,
0: you know? I mean, my mum did pay for it when it eventually came out, because I, I was obviously still in school. I didn't have a debit card or anything like that. But uh, I think I paid maybe 15 at max. Yeah, we
2: got it for cheap. It was, it was during know, beta, yeah. like
0: early beta. Yeah. yeah.
2: Technically, mine was alpha, but, you know, <laughs> it was a long time ago. Do and you remember
1: playing it on Classic?
2: You mean...
0: What do you mean? Alpha
2: Where the was entire it called round- Alpha? Okay, so when I first played it, there was bugs that existed where the entire lower ten pick ten block thing would just vanish and you'd have these massive underground caverns, yeah, of yeah. death.
1: <laughs>
2: but going off topic though there, but the point is though that that had a incomplete version where
1: just progress further further along certainly my fondest memories of minecraft were in the early when the early sort of servers came out and you were just with a couple of your friends and uh, there were no rules in these servers either you had to like protect yourself from griefers and other players that was fun
2: you mean yeah. that's the same rules that exist now no there's some there's some They're called servers anarchy servers
0: too. yeah no i remember the the ultimate troll was when you could still uh before they changed the chat commands and before the redstone update for where tnt could go off before needing redstone and stuff like that where literally all you'd do is you'd Go into the chat. Go slash give sixty four forty six or something like that, and that would give you sixty four stacks of TNT. You just place them, right click on it, and it would basically blow up on an instant. That was the ultimate troll job.
1: I remember, like my friend and like I, you've I, we been trolling were... us all day. Yeah,
0: well, I haven't been trolling you.
1: <laughs> like I remember one time years ago, my friend and my friends and I we were complete idiots when we were playing on this Anarchy server because we decided to build this giant wooden house, yeah, just out in the open, and then of course it got burnt down by some griefer.
2: Yeah, the, the idea of a wooden house just really doesn't work eventually, in we just
1: Eventually, we just dug underground chasms and cities just to hide everything.
2: Yeah, and then someone comes on with a hack and whatnot and messes you up.
1: But yeah. Anyways, we're Good going times. to our next
2: song. The song name is Dance All Day, D-A-D. And it's by a band called Wongo. You've been listening to Hump Day Vibes. I'm ready for And that was Encore by elizabeth fader and before that was liberty chase city welcome back to hump day vibes on ready for Mental, 107.9 fm so now we're going to talk about the afl and not really talk about the afl but more the impact on society and stuff like that that it's bringing in firstly how do you feel about you know in adelaide people are going into a ballot to be able to go watch the game
0: see I'm very hesitant for sports to even start up in the first place still. In my humble opinion, I genuinely think we're still going too fast for everything. So despite the fact that Adelaide and Perth and, you know, there's other places in our Northern Territory as well are doing okay with the coronavirus, I would feel a lot more safe if things were countrywide rather than statewide. And so essentially I would like, Eradication before things start going back to normal because I think eradication is the most important thing at the moment.
1: I think when it comes to all sports at the moment, I think what they should do is what they're doing with the UFC. They still show the fights, except no crowds.
0: No, see, I don't think it's like... I don't even think that should be happening still. I generally think there should be nothing until things are sorted out. And especially in America, you know what I mean? That's even worse. Like, that's such a risk because that like not having crowds it doesn't solve anything there's still a patient zero out of all those people there
2: yeah okay that's a different perspective entirely but i personally think my biggest thing is like when you look at the teams how many people have stayed fit mm. um is there going to be people on each team that have not been able to maintain said you know workout level or diet level because of what's happened how are they going to perform on the field? Will we see a massive difference? I really want to know
1: this. How about it actually be kind of hilarious if you see in these matches and everyone's like really um, out of shape? That'd be quite funny. <laughs> I actually don't think that's can going to be a, a rugby problem. Match?
2: Oh god! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like a rugby match where everyone's suddenly got like you know twenty but kilos have a chub
1: on them, you know. <laughs> well,
0: coronavirus didn't stop people from still exercising, so there sh- really shouldn't be any excuse for people to. You might lose some form of match fitness, but you can still keep your fitness up in general. so yeah, but
2: being match fit versus being fit is a whole different ballgame.
0: Oh, it's different, but you can still simulate in ways, for example. So using AFL, for example, I mean, I don't know if this is what they do, but you could use shuttle runs as an example. So uh, you can still train, you just shuttle runs by yourself and that will simulate your training in some aspect, but you'll, you'll find that it will drop off, but probably not as much as people think it will. I know, I'm reckoning there's going to be a, quite a
2: few unfit players out there that think they're fit and then come into the game day and be at substandard levels. I think the same thing is rugby as well, though. Mm. Would you agree with that? You're super... What is it? Super six? No. Super eight? No. Wait, I'm what not
1: sure. What rugby thing's coming in? That yeah. I'm interested in. Yeah. I don't watch rugby league. I just watch rugby union. But no, the um, Six Nations <laughs> yeah. League. They all same mean thing. the same, same to me well, the rugby Six Nations going on in Europe. Uh, but then again, though, Europe is in a different situation to what Australia is in, so... Who knows what's going to happen because we have to go over like six countries in their isolation restrictions. But um, it will be interesting. I reckon, though, the rugby players will be at peak physical fitness because I have faith in the Irish team.
0: <laughs> I <laughs> want to know if uh, some of the AFL players or NRL players or anything like that have done similar to what I've done and just grown a beard and like grown a hair out and all that during this uh time period so like that's what i want to know
1: so all the players look like neanderthals all of a sudden essentially
0: but if they have decided to do that there's this one thing called the dollar shave club which might be able stop. to uh, help them out. If they, uh... Uh, yeah. no no <laughs> again not sponsored no oh, stop. <laughs> so I, think, I, though, I
1: think i planted uh, that idea in his head when we started yeah. why did you do this
0: I'm just hook, line, and sinker. Use a form for it every time. I'm just going to keep uh, doing it. You so. reap what you
1: sow. You reap what you sow. I you think we just have to be
2: right there just to you know, turn
0: your mic off. That's all I have to do. I've hit four of the holy uh, the holy six so far. <laughs> so there's two more to come. We need which, a teaser. Uh, we need
1: something Actually, to-
0: can I just get him out of my system now? So, uh, no, 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 no. We need to <laughs>
1: get out of chloroform. Just, like, knock him out. And-
0: <laughs> I might just go to a song if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, though... Uh, I actually, I actually do want to see if there's some players which have grown beards or something like that during this time because it'll be, it'll be awesome, you know. So yeah, I can't remember. There's a player though somewhere that
2: got he went out and got a haircut, and because of that, he's not allowed to play because he broke quarantine. Oh. I'm trying to remember where he's. From. I think it's a soccer player though. But I just think that's kind of funny as well that you know such an elite player is like, no, I want my haircut, so I look good on TV.
0: Oh, but even then though, uh, it's not that. Oh, actually, you know what? I'm not even going to bother trying to defend it. It's it's stupid. <laughs> Just, what defend someone that got a haircut? Yeah, I was going to say. Look, at the end of the day, though, I mean, what's the what's the only uh alternative? Cutting your hair yourself, and then it's going to look like crap. So,
1: I'm sorry, I got my hair
0: cut. Yeah, but your haircut looks good.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Oh,
0: it, re- it really does. It's it's like, oh, how do you, how would I describe it? It's like you've got like a little thing done on the side there, and the other part's kind of sure combed over. and then and... combing over the top. That's because yeah.
1: wax does wonders to your hair.
0: Even your little, like, southern-style and beard thing going <laughs> over there uh, is looking pretty decent. You mean the bum fluff? Oh, uh, it's a bit more than bum fluff. Oh, okay. it's, it's a decent amount of... Uh... He definitely anyway,
1: looks like was... a styled southerner.
0: Yeah, oh, exactly.
1: Okay. <laughs> My lord, I'm talking about all this stuff. Uh, anyway, I don't want the people of Fremantle wanting to see well imagine my face in great detail so i think we need to move on to another song
2: okay we're going to our uh lovely liminal drifter who is liminal Aww. drifter oh liminal drifter what, on, what a great order. person that person is the, yeah
1: or, it's the order
2: yeah the, the doctor order the order liminal drifter quiet on mars you're listening to hump Day vibes on ready for metal 107.9 fm stay tuned
1: And that was My Hero by Pacific Avenue. And before that was Fold Laundry Together by heaps good friends. You're listening to Hump Day Vibes with Brock Barron and Alex, driving you home on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. It is just past 4.30pm here. I nearly did that flawlessly, PM. but I messed it up at the end. 4:30 p. p. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, while I was just f- sort of focusing on the songs, you two were having a weird conversation about shoes. So, Byron, do you want to kick us off? But, Oh, uh, nice. Before we do that, though. <laughs> don't you dare. Don't you dare. I will kill you.
0: Well, actually, I don't know why. <laughs> but <laughs> what I was going to say, Alex, is if you are enjoying Hump Day vibes, remember to check us out on Spotify. Okay. And listen to the show on demand. And then also check us out on our website, which is humpdayvibes.com, where you can comment on our posts where we upload all the shows uh, from January 2019 to this current day. Uh, Yeah, so Spotify, we're on Apple uh, Podcasts as well, I think now. Uh, Instagram. Yeah, Instagram, Facebook. I know I'm kind of out of the loop over the last seven. weeks or so
1: we're all just like a bunch of old hermits at the moment we're so isolated exactly why are
0: these people here and all that yeah but we have a website and we have um obviously the podcast on uh spotify and whatnot but speaking of podcasts though and there's also other things called audiobooks as well Ah, uh, if you like listening to content Uh, online you should check out audible and other Uh, stuff okay no one more one more one more because i'm then it's done it's done completely speaking of the website there's also this thing called squarespace where Stop. you can create no. your own website and blah, blah 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 not sponsored i'm memeing please don't come at me right. uh, community broadcasting association
1: his days, like his days are numbered wouldn't you agree yeah with a 2 1 <laughs> anyway
2: so we've, we, we've we're talking some about before, like
1: i was like i was just on the deep web i was just i'm sick of uh, brock at the moment so anyways an assassin after you Everybody, yes
2: we are going to back to what you were talking about before <laughs> so i was just talking about what, what you were talking about what Byron and I no, were talking we're, about... We talking about shoes. Now,
0: <laughs> yeah. now right. this is
2: understanding of I don't understand the foot culture, you know, what's cool in <laughs> shoes and whatnot. It's just a weird thing that... I mean, I watched a thing recently, a documentary about the value of Jordans and stuff like that and Yeezys. And I'm like, what's a Yeezy?
1: <laughs> to be fair though I that's don't get that either that's our new sound bar Those, right like,
0: there saying, what's a Yeezy what's a Yeezy <laughs> no like
1: to be fair though I don't necessarily get that either when it comes to buying superly stupidly expensive shoes
2: yeah but then this thing popped up on the Facebook marketplace and these Yeezys were like $600 and I went who's gonna pay $600 for these shoes if you were the like a the second hand what the why Who's mad enough to do that? Like, I'm just like, okay, I got my $100 shoes. They're really comfortable with nice arch support. I can go running them. They get dirty. Don't really care about it that
1: much. They're comfortable. That's all I care about. I sort of buy mine for looks, primarily. I got my nice, smart leather ones. Yeah, they look like work shoes, and that's cool. Yeah. but, but- I'm a cool person. What?
0: I don't understand the, the shoe culture either. So I get the whole, you want to look stylish and stuff like that, and it's an, obviously it's a part of fashion and stuff like that, so... I guess you can say it's an extension of like the whole fashion culture, but it's very weird to me because, like, I went on a Kentucky tour with these people, uh, what, 2018 or 2017 when I went? I can't remember now. It was a long I time ago. I have been on one before. Oh, we'll get into that. Like, I reckon as our next topic to talk about, but uh, when, it, but these guys like, Alex's I was on, social life. Yeah. They, <laughs> they, when we were in, in uh, Tokyo, their whole like thing is, even when they're at home, is they bought shoes. And so they were just going into stores just to look at, like, different kicks and stuff like that and bought some shoes and they were never going to wear them. And what? I was like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, right? And it's, it's an ornament? No, I don't, I don't, I don't know. You I don't understand it the, the culture. Just, but they Look at these they, shoes I don't wear. Literally, they bought shoes and they were never going to wear them just because they thought they were cool. And I was like, fair enough, I guess.
1: But The only hmm. time I would do that if those shoes belonged to some person of historical significance. <laughs> like, these are the boots of Kaiser Wilhelm II. I was like, yeah, I'll have those. Why not? Who? The German monarch, you know, in the First World War that was deposed in 1918, and he died in 1941. Alex, a historian.
0: Ah, uh, yes, I definitely <laughs> yes. know about... History. Edward van Rudenbert. Nicholas Tesla.
1: Sure, sure.
0: Nicholas Kajer.
1: You two are just insufferable to be with. I forgot all about it. Then when I come back, I'm sort of optimistic, and then you hear this stuff again. It's like, oh, no, I'm back.
0: Like your taste in music?
1: No, my taste in music <laughs> is fantastic. Thank you very much. When you agree, Brock? Brock, you better like, say yeah.
0: It's a very... Uh, how do I describe it? It's like a acceptable meal. Like you'll have it again because it's acceptable, but it's
1: just not for you. But
0: no, but I'd say, it, but it wouldn't be your favorite. Whereas, I like Sabaton. But would I like to listen to Sabaton every day? Probably not. Mm. Would I like to listen to Ramstein every day? Probably not. But I enjoy it. Okay. But that being said, though, uh, I do believe our next song coming up, however, is by uh, The King's Plague? Or-
1: King Plague. She is a DJ from Belarus because we need some of that Slavic influence in this show. No, the song coming up is called Ave Plague. You're listening to Hump Day Vibes driving you home on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. Stay tuned, and that was Uso Horny, I So Lonely." I don't want to say up properly by Sarah. I, I don't know what happened there. And before that was uh was that "Time Heals Every Wound" by IMBB. You're listening to <laughs> Hump Day Vibes with Brock Byron and Alex driving you home on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. And at this time of the day, I really lost. I have lost my command of the English language. But you two were wanting to use this segment to mock me over my lack of a certain experience in life. I Go mean, ahead. you're a wait, foreigner.
2: Wait. Were we? Yeah, no, so he's a foreigner who hasn't done a Kentucky. Oh, okay.
0: Nah. Th- that's the conversation we are talking about. I Yes. I didn't know what we were talking about, and I thought I missed a conversation that I was sitting in this room for this entire time.
1: You were thinking we were talking about Pepe or something. No. <laughs> or
0: the terribly titled song
2: there.
1: No, 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 no.
2: <laughs> anyway, so you haven't been a Kentucky, have you? Nah. And have you thought about it? Nah. Have you
1: heard of them? No, no, I have heard of it, but I have no interest. So you don't have any interest in traveling at all? I have interest in traveling, just not tiki. Why is that? I don't know. I just do you like being in
0: control and like planning out your itinerary like yeah. all yourself? Because that's like, basically what it is. You're just having an, an itinerary planned for you with a group of other like younger adults. Basically, that's nah, all. That's it is. Still... And then you get shuffled along quickly.
1: Nah, I prefer just just I prefer to just travel independently. That's my style.
0: Well. There's pros and cons to it, you know. Like, there's nothing wrong with traveling independently, but sometimes you just might want to do nothing. If that makes sense, in a sense, I of, want to be able.
1: I want to be able to spend a couple of days just exploring museums and historical sites. Thank you very much.
0: Oh no, nothing wrong with that. But there's also benefits to say. Uh, I'm sorry, I have the table nothing. Back. Nothing planned on your end. Everything's planned for you. So they just say, right, we're doing this this day, this this day, this this day. Yeah, you I know that. And. I guess everything's rushed to try and get everything done, but it's like you're still seeing the country, you're still experiencing things, and then you have free time at night to do what you'd like. Mm, usually, it's a party night.
1: Yeah, it's just uh, it's not really for me. I prefer to just wander around, wander about, and do my own little thing. But yeah, no, and
2: you are very good at going to bars and meeting people.
1: I am. I mean, you do. Was that sarcasm? No, no, I was no, you, being no, no,
2: no, no, because like I remember you calling me when you were doing work for the ABC. Aww. Because I was just... drunk. <laughs> yeah.
1: You were 18 on your walk home, and we had a nice chat. Yeah, we did. That was sweet, wasn't it? I think I had like nine pints of Guinness. That was probably my record when it came to Guinness. But, uh, yeah. Such still an Irishman. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, though, I think it is time for the three of us to say our goodbyes this week. Uh, do you have any parting messages, my dear chaps? It's good to be back. It is great to be back. It is fantastic
0: to be back. I... I think we've all been going crazy for the last seven or so weeks where we haven't done a live show. Especially uh, you,
1: like look at you. I, like I know. I've, beard, really, I've really let myself go, haven't I? You, you look like he looks like the um, what was it the hermit in Monty Python the Life of Brian when Terry Jones was like naked and he has that giant beard. He's like, I haven't spoken a
2: word for eighteen years until he came along.
1: That's what you remind me of. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, that's one way to end the show just so insult harsh. me like that is very harsh but, well I think you know insulting
1: yeah. you, you know you insult the people that you love
0: but yeah once again though guys remember to check us out on Facebook and Instagram which is at Humpday Vibes uh, once again www.humpdayvibes.com is our website where you can listen to all the shows from January 2019 to current day um, we're also on Spotify Apple Music Apple Podcasts whatever it's called I believe we may be getting on Google Podcasts soon Uh, I'm going to have to go through a few hoops for that one. But, yeah, you know where to find us.
1: Well, any last words, Byron? See you guys
0: next week. Catch us later.
1: Bye.